0: Give that to the Lord. He's worthy. No god like our God. King of kings and Lord of lords, Alpha and Omega, beginning and end, first and last, fairest of ten thousand to my soul. Uh, Lily of the valley, bright in the morning star. Uh, He's my God, my heavenly Father, my way maker, uh, my provider, uh, my redeemer, uh, my savior, uh, my soon and coming king. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It feels good in the house of the Lord on a Monday night. Yes, hallelujah. Let me, I concur. Brother Sampson, thank you for coming to the house of the Lord. And uh, nothing like coming to church. Hallelujah, and I totally understand what he said, especially the day and hour we're living in. We live such busy, busy, busy lives. But I do have to be honest. There ain't a one of us that comes close to working like our forefathers did. We drove or we rode to church, many of them walked to church. And you could hear them praying for a country mile. And they didn't have all of this beautiful, this beautiful edifice nor all this music, technology. They might have had a guitar with two strings and if they were really blessed, they had a piano out of tune. And yeah, accordion. Maybe an old drum. And some of them left with splinters in their backside. But they had a move of the Holy Ghost. And thank God for all of this, and guess what? With all of this, we can still have a move of the Holy Ghost because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he changes not. Hallelujah. I will do my best to be cognizant of the time. And I went back to the hotel last night after all that good fellowship, moaning and groaning because I ate too much. That's nothing new. And this is what I felt. Uh, when I leave here, you can get back to filet mignon and escargot and caviar. I don't eat two of the three of those things, but they sound expensive, and they are. Uh, but it's probably just, well, I'll give you a step up. It's, maybe it's frosty flakes. I don't like corn flakes. That's too dry and nasty. Give me some sugar on it. This is what I felt last night before I went to bed And, and it's what I felt all day long So here we go You know it's not my job to f- know who I'm preaching to It's just my job to preach the word And it's your job to receive Hallelujah Thank you again for the opportunity to be here Love and appreciate uh, your pastor and this team This church family You got a good church You got something to be proud of Hallelujah Hallelujah But there's always room for climbing higher. There's new people coming in. So maybe I'm preaching to a sinner tonight, to the lukewarm, to a seasoned saint. Only God knows. Here we go. Mark chapter number 10, beginning with verse number 17. Mark chapter 10, verse number 17 I want to do my best to pull what I believe is a biblical principle out of this story The rich young ruler came to Jesus And he said good master what shall I do that I I, What shall I do that I may inherit eternal life Jesus said unto him why callest thou me good There is none good but one that is God Hey, bud, you know all the commandments, and he went through them. Oh, yeah, I've done that since I was a young man. No problem. Got it. Verse 21. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him. Notice that he loved him. He still loves us. I used to absolutely despise the words, I'm doing this because I love you. Now lay across that bed and take your spanking. And I'll be honest enough to, rep- uh, to repent, admit, confess, whatever you want to say. One time my dad did that, and I went by way of the bathroom, Brother Sampson, and I stuffed my undies full of toilet paper. And you're laughing, but we do the same thing in church sometime. And it just didn't quite sound right to him. And, Sister Sampson, I wish I'd have never done that. Another time, I wouldn't lay still. Yeah, you can read between the lines on that one. Hallelujah. But he does it because he loves. And then after that, it got worse. Because then he said, now come here and give me a hug. Oh, no, 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 no. Hug, that's the last thing I want to do right now. But God does love us. Every last one of us. One thing thou lackest. Go thy way. Sell whatsoever thou hast and give to the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. Come take up the cross, follow me. And he was sad at that saying and went away grieved for he had great possessions. I've not come to talk about money tonight, although that can be a vice grip on some people. But I'm going to tell you, there's that, that, that principle, there are a lot of things that hold people back from serving God from becoming what God wants you to become, from just simply getting in the church, just the starting, the start, the starting line, the starting blocks. And so I, tonight, I want to preach on this simple thought. It's time to sell out and buy in. It's time to sell out and buy in. Lift your hands, lift your voice, and let's ask God to help us. Heavenly Father, we Thank you for your presence, thank you for Revival Church. God, I humbly stand before you, God, and anoint my mind and my lips of clay. Oh, God, put the words in my mouth, God. Hallelujah, Lord, I don't wanna miss the mark. Help me to minister in the Holy Ghost. Give us ears to hear, hearts to receive, God, what you have to say to us tonight. We're careful to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. God, we love you and we appreciate you. Oh, we thank you for what you're doing. In the name of Jesus, I let the church say amen. Before you seated, turn to somebody and tell them they look good in the house of the Lord tonight. You do too. Hallelujah, you can be seated. The bottom line, if you want to get down to where the rubber meets the road, is simply this. It doesn't matter your background, it doesn't matter rich or poor, Handsome or ugly, fat or skinny or somewhere in between because we all come in all sizes and shapes and colors and what God's looking for from you and I, what he expects from us is total commitment. Total commitment. You and I cannot live, it is impossible, hear this preacher, to live in two worlds. You can't really straddle the fence. You got one. In your mind, you think you got one foot in the church and one foot in the world. Really, both of them are in the world. The devil's just deceived you, convinced you that you can go to church and play church. I talked about it Sunday morning. We don't have time to play around because if you're trying to live in two worlds, the Bible tells us that you're going to hate the one and you're going to love the other, or you're going to hold to one and despise the other. God's looking for people with a made-up mind. You and I have to sell out to the world. Love not the world. Neither the things are in the world. For if we love the world, you hear me, it's in black and white. The love of the Father is not in us. We've got to sell out everything, everything. Hallelujah. Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? But what a question very similar to that question i talked a little bit about this sunday morning but Ah, The day of Pentecost Men and brethren What shall we do There is no more simple uh, question uh, And the answer uh, is just that simple Uh, Peter didn't say shake a preacher's hand He didn't say uh, alone He didn't say it at all It's in the Bible Uh, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ And thou shalt be saved But Jesus said when you believe Out of your belly uh, Is gonna flow rivers of living water Uh, I'm telling you it's more than just believing Uh, We live in an easy believism day Uh, Just believe, just believe just believe, but the answer Peter gave was repent, die, 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 sell out, sell everything. You got people who want to hold on here, and they want to hold on here. And they, well, God, and, and oh, well, I, you know, God loves everybody, and and I, I'm come as I am. You're right. We want you to come as you are. You can't come any other way. But the, here's the catch: when you come as you are, God wants you leaving different. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. There should be fruits, meat for repentance. When you have your mind made up, I'm turning my back on the world, that's what repentance is. It's 180 degrees in the opposite direction. It's not pulling the world alone and enjoying what you feel. I don't know how many people leave our churches and they say, oh, I love going to Pentecostal churches. They love our music. They love our preaching as long as it don't step on our toe, their toes. It feels good here. I, I, I'd, I'd hate to know if I had to go to a dead, dry church, and the world's full of them, not slamming any denomination tonight. It's just the truth. But you turn, you die. You lay it all down. It started in the garden. Talking about singing about the blood tonight. I'm thankful it wasn't just any blood. It was perfect blood. It was that spotless lamb. Sometimes we, for, we who have been in this a long time forget about that. But every single time that it was, or it was time to sacrifice, that daddy had to go out. And he went out to that little stable where those sheep were. And he began to take the time to look. They couldn't have one stinking blemish. Not one. And finally, he found it. Maybe he brought it back up close to the house and watched it, just double-checking. It had to be spotless. And all of a sudden, the kids were playing with the sheep. And daddy, hey, what's this right here? Oh, no. Pick that lamb up and go all the way back and start the process over because it had to be spotless. Ooh. Let that sink in folks That's why you and I are here Because we were not spotless Hallelujah But the spotless lamb came Oh yeah We don't have to bring lambs and bullocks and turtle doves anymore But the perfect lamb came And he died And he shed his blood that you and I could have life And have it more abundantly We live in a messed up religious world that says you can do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it. You can act like you want to act and God just loves you and it doesn't matter. That's not what the book says. It's going to cost you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he goes through some of the Ten Commandments. Oh, Lord, I've done all of those. He said, well, guess what, bud? One thing you lack. You know what you haven't done? You don't have your mind made up. You've got to be willing to sell out. You've got to be willing to let go of everything. And by everything, I mean everything. 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 Jesus would go on when the young man left upset. He looked at his disciples. How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? And the disciples were astonished at his words. And Jesus said, hey, children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches? There's a lot of people. They may be dirt poor, but they're trusting in some things that keep propping them up. Religion, drugs, pornography, Hollywood the world, you can fill in the blanks. People have their crutches, and they, well, I can't help it. This is the way great-granddaddy was. Oh, no, 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 no. Holy Ghost knows how to break curses. It knows how to destroy generational curses. You don't have to be what great-granddaddy was or what grandmother was. You can make up your mind. I'm going in a different direction. He said it's easier for a camel. Think about that, folks. Camels are a pretty large animal. The eye of a needle is quite small. It's easier. There's a principle here. For a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Because you see, here's the problem, and Jesus deals with this. They trust too much in their own selves and their ability, what they can do. This is not about us. You can't save yourself. I can't save myself. Uh, and I used to, Brother Whit, last night, now make up your mind, last night you said save yourselves. I can't forgive my own sins. The Bible does say, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling according to the book, according to the master plan. But I can't die, you can't die for me, and I can't die for you. I can't uh, do enough rosaries. I can't pray enough Hail Marys. Oh, hey, I'm gonna get down where where we live. You hear this, preacher, you can't come to church enough, you can't pray enough, you can't speak in tongues enough without God, without his mercy. There ain't a one of us gonna make heaven our home. That's why it's relationship. I'm not trying to beat a dead horse, but I I, I want my generation and the ones coming on to understand this is relationship. He lost it in the garden and man has tried every carnal way to get it back. That's all religion is. That's all religion is. That's man's way of trying to get back what he lost in the garden. But God came down and said, Adam, 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 where are you? When God asks a question, God already knows the answer. He's asking the question for us. Adam knew where he was forget the sins we talk about listen most people know when they're sinning there is a reason the bank robber puts a mask on before he robs the bank folks most sin is done at night darkness again the devil is working overtime because we live in a world today where there's no sin anymore you do whatsoever you want to do you think like you want to think you act like you want to act Hey, we've reached a place where if I want to be a wall, I can identify as a wall. That's me right there. Oh, yeah. 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 Ooh-wee. Selling out to buy in. Peter said, hold on, Lord. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We, hey, listen. Hey, look. look. We left it off. We're following you. What do we get out of this deal? Here's Jesus' words. Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house. Brother, with my house? Brethren, it's in red, folks. It's Christ's words. This ain't People know well, that was Peter and that was Paul. This is Jesus, and it's amazing. Christians say, I believe in God and I believe the word of God. Till you get to verses like this, well, I don't know about that. Then you don't believe the word of God because either you believe it all or you believe none of it at all. It's in here. We can't add to, we can't take away. He said, house, brethren, sisters, father, mother, wife, or children, or lands for my sake and the gospel's but that he shall receive a hundredfold now. And this time, hey, if you'll forsake all, God will bless you down here. But it's not about down here, honey. There's a day, and I can't wait for it to take place, when the trumpet's gonna sound, and oh, no longer are we gonna be standing on carpet and asphalt, but we're gonna be walking on transparent streets of gold, and walls of jasper, and gates of pearl. But as my beautiful grandmother has always said, Brother Samson, if heaven was nothing but a shack, as long as he's there, that's what makes it heaven. Woo! That's what makes it heaven to me. I know this is so elementary tonight, but I'm telling you, if we don't sell out and buy in lock, stock, and barrel... You know what God's looking for tonight in all of us? Regardless uh, if you just got in or you're thinking about getting in. Or maybe you're lukewarm, cold and indifferent. Some things have happened. or You're a rock solid saint. God's looking for Ruth commitment. He's looking for a Ruth commitment. You see, what an interesting story. Hallelujah. Limelech, Naomi leave... The house of bread, don't ever leave the church. The man that puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not fit. And I talked about it Sunday morning. There is a great falling away happening before our very eyes. You don't have to be a part of it. And I'm going to take it a step further. Buckle your seatbelts. There's a great falling away. And they're still filling Pentecostal church houses. Because you hear this, preacher, I don't care who you are. I don't care how much money you have in the bank. I don't care, I don't care your position. You are not bigger than that book right there. And that book is going to be open one day. And it doesn't matter what organization. It doesn't matter what uh, uh, status of society you belong to. God is going to judge every last one of us perfectly and equally. And we're going to be judged by what we have done and we have not done for him. degrees you've collected for you not how much money you had in the bank invested in how many houses or maybe how poor you were, no, 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 no we're going to be judged by every black and white letter, red letter in this precious book, don't leave, I beg you tonight, don't leave Bethlehem Judah don't leave the house of bread there are times of famine It's amazing you go through the word of God and you look at the times of famine and the things that happened to God's people in a famine have changed the world forever. Because Hagar is a part of a a product of the famine. This story is a product of a lady that loved God, lived for God. Oh, it got tight and it got rough, and things begin to shake and move, and there's not enough right now. And it seems there's always enough. You said it. I was young, and now I'm old, David said. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. But I'm going to tell you, the devil will get your eyes somewhere else. Uh, there's no problems over there. Well, guess what? If there's not, when you get there, there's going to be a big one. Brother way, that's ugly. It's just reality. We all have problems. You got problems right now, I got problems right now. Guess what? Sin is a problem. And we're never getting rid of it in the world we live in. You know what the number one cause of a lot of people being lost? It's not this, this. Sister Samson, it's our attitude and our spirit. Hear me, hear me. It's our attitude And our spirit. Jesus said, You're gonna, the Lord's gonna know that you are my disciples because you have love one for another. Well, Brother Witt, I don't care for, well, they might not care for you, but you better love them. Well, they did me wrong. Well, forgive them, get over, and move on. Because why would you go to hell over somebody else's uh, uh, criticism of you and their betrayal? Hey, what I'm preaching is real tonight. It's eating us up. We're more divided than we've ever been. From can to can't, and yet we are. We're all going to the same heaven. Go oh, figure. Jesus dealt more with our attitude and our spirit than he ever did our outward trappings. There's a lot of people that have learned how to... Well, I like it when I can button my, my button and I don't look. And we walk... Help me, Holy Ghost. And we waltz in. And I love you. You double-barreled, dirty liar, hypocrite. Because you've been talking about me all week long. You've been so in discord. You've been running your mouth and getting on social media. You've been leaving dangling little things out there for people really to really wonder what... You oh, help me, Lord. I'm talking about selling out. They go to Moab. They go to a place that was a result of an incestuous, yes, I said it, it's in there, relationship. Moab hated God. But I'm going to tell you what's amazing about God. Even in the darkest hour, the stupid mistakes that we make, God always has a plan. God, it. God wasn't shocked by this. Mylon and Chilion die. You know what their names meant? Sickness and destruction. It happened in Moab. There are people that have made decisions. You hear me. uh, They've made decisions. And the elder, they've come back to God. But their babies never make it back. Because they couldn't forgive. They couldn't let go. They got offended. Offenses shall come. Heresies are going to come. Why? You ready? God said, I know it's hard for us to comprehend. But it's in Isaiah. He said, I, the Lord, create evil find it you know why he does that? because he's going to find out just really who has their mind made up he's not tempting us it's just a test, here you go, it's life we're all going to be offended, we're going to be betrayed, we're going to be let down and boy that's where the story our attitude and our spirit is going to tell the story matter of fact, Naomi goes back home bitter, she said the Lord hath dealt very bitterly with me, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara because I'm bitter I'm mean, eat up. I realize I made the mistake. I made the wrong decision. But in the middle of all of that, there's two daughter-in-laws that become a part of her family. And they rise. They hear there's bread back in Bethlehem. And they arise to go back. And Naomi starts this test. I tell you what, girls, listen. Just stay here. If I had sons, you wouldn't want to wait for them. You'd be too old. I tell you, just stay here. And history tells us, you studied that. They went about four miles she tries again. And Orpah, because Moab still had a pull, kissed her. Kind of like Judas kissed the Lord. There was a relationship there of some sort, there was, there was a lot of emotions. I believe she loved her mother in law, but there was something about Ruth. The Bible says she clave, she clave unto her. That means to follow close, to be joined together and we know the famous line she said I tell you what Naomi listen and listen real close this ain't about you but you introduced me to somebody that where you go I'm going hallelujah where you live I'm going to live your people's going to be my people your God, my God where you die I'm going to die where they bury you they're going to bury me my mind's made up I sold out to Moab and I'm bound into this truth I love it from the top of my head to the soles of my feet hallelujah and yet we're living in a day and I hope there's nobody here tonight until we start flirting with the world again because it's at our fingertips more than ever well I wonder what this feels like I wonder what that would be I wonder if that experience and oh the devil's just licking his chops hallelujah sell everything out buy in we got to fall in love with Jesus. Love not the world, but Jesus said, you better love me with everything that is within you. Heart, mind, body, soul, and strength. you got to be willing to count the cost. Luke 14 tells us. Verse number 25. Great multitudes. The Bible says, if any man come to me, this is Jesus speaking. Oh, you thought I was tough. I'm not tough at all. Just reading to you what God said. I'm going to read to you. I thought about reading a couple other translations. I thought, no, let's just drop the bombshell. This is God's word, and He means it. If any man come to me, you ready? And hate not. There it is. His father, mother, wife, children, brethren, sisters, yea, and his own life also he cannot be my disciple hate is a very strong word you look it up you know what it means to love less so what Jesus is saying you can go two different directions if you love all of that more than you love me you cannot be my disciple And yet one foot's in the world, we're so carnal, we're so eat up with ourselves, we haven't really sold out everything. I told you I wasn't a normal evangelist. Gotta be willing to pay the price. We we have God's blessings. Hezekiah, you're gonna die. Oh, no, no, God spare me, and God did. Matter of fact, a a once-in-a-time miracle. But right after that, the great Hezekiah made a monumental mistake because here comes the world. Here comes the trappings. Here comes the notoriety. Man, tell me that story, tell me all about it. The Bible says that he showed them everything. He opened the door to his treasure, his watch, the whole nine yards and the man of God came behind him and said, whoa, whoa, what did you just do? He said, I didn't hold anything back. I showed them everything. And here's the sad part. I talked about it Sunday. We're living in the most selfish generation the world has ever seen. What's the middle letter of I? It's I. Sin, it's I. I. It's me. And that is how the devil works. He gets you into a trap backed into a corner. He shuts down your conscience and he shuts down the word of God. If you continue in that way, and before you know it, your conscience is seared with a hot iron And the devil tells you, well, you already crossed that line. You might as well go all the way. And you do. And that's when he backs up and says, "Ah, look at you, loser. And a lot of people cannot handle the failure. He's constantly working, reminding you of your past and dredging up memories, and, and it's a battle. But when you're sold out, and you have bought in. Hey, that book is full of people. I, uh, I could go through the list. I won't for the sake of time tonight. That bought, uh, bu- uh, so- sold out to a certain extent. Or at one time they had completely sold out. But they got carnal and they got weak. The devil's always looking for that door. He's always looking to get his foot in the door. Somewhere we have to understand there's not one person, there's not one thing in this world. What does it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his soul? Mom and daddy, that's why you better be careful what you're allowing in your home. You better be careful how you talk in front of your children. You better be careful what you do because they're watching. And oh, you can preach and scream. And the old saying, don't do as I do, do as I say, is an absolute joke. Because history tells us people are going to do what they see done. Well, that was just too rough tonight I don't think it takes all that come on get with mainstream Pentecost everybody else no that's a lie not everybody else is doing it it's just who you have your eyes on because there's something pulling you there's something pulling you And we'll forget about one God and we'll forget about Acts 2.38 we'll, because we look good on the outside. But you know who Jesus rebuked more than he rebuked anybody else? Those very people. Pharisees and the Sadducees, you couldn't touch their outward holiness. They had it to the dotting of the I and the crossing of the T. Jesus said, I see right through all your junk, your mess, you're not deceiving me, boys. I see your heart. You're like... Why did sepulchers on the outside, but inside you're full of dead men bones? You're full of iniquity. Oh God, I want to be sold out. And I want to pay the price. Hallelujah. you got to buy the truth. You're going to buy it, you got to buy it and sell it not. And you shall know the truth. And oh, the world just wishes this verse is probably one of the most... Misquoted verses in all of the Bible, and it's a big misquotation. And you shall know the truth, and the truth, and a lot of people say, set you free. What's the big deal? Oh, one word makes a lot of difference. I worked for seven years for the United States federal government, ICE, Immigration Naturalization Service, before it became ICE. An elder. The recidivism rate in prisons is absolutely out the wazoo. Because you know what? That's all they know. They've been in there. they become institutionalized. They, would feel, they feel safer in prison than on the street. And they will do whatever it takes to get back in there. Because there they got to... Hey, let me tell you something. I work for the federal government. I know I've been in all kinds of prisons. Prison ministry. Well, they got it made in the shade in federal prison. You hear me? When they can riot... When they riot because they're tired of chicken fried steak, oh, we got problems. They go back, but they're set free all the time. But when you know the truth, the truth will make you free. Make is a process. And we have to fall in love with the process and we have to stay on the potter's wheel as he molds and he shapes us and we come to church and boy, we think we're doing that and and the Samson team gets up and begin to preach and ooh, ooh, ow, oh, ow. That's God working on us. Well, I'm Holy Ghost. That's great. You're in the process. You haven't crossed the finish line yet. You've not heard him say, Well done. Hope I'm helping somebody here tonight. Uh, You want to live for God? You want all the blessings and the riches and all what you feel? You've got to buy into it with everything you have. Freedom has never been and it will never be free. There is a price to pay. God give us in the apostolic movement the spirit of a Nathan Hale that stood there ready to give his life in his last words where I regret that I have but one life not to live but to give for my country. Give us the spirit. Of Colonel William Barrett Travis sitting in that uh, room, his little office as a young man, one of the youngest in American history. Uh, sitting there, uh, things are falling down around him. Uh, oh, but the courage uh, and the inspiration uh, when he sent a letter to Goliath that said, I shall never surrender, uh, no retreat. Uh, and he walked, oh, man, I'm telling you, how he walked out in that little courtyard. I've stood there. That ragtag group of men that ended up having to throw stuff because they ran out of ammunition. He gathered them around and he told them how bleak it looked. There's the great Jim Bowie laying, dying on a cot. He took that sword and he drew a line in the sand. Okay boys, here's the story. This is what you stay, this is what you're facing you leave you take the chance of being caught history tells us one young man decided to leave he's the one that tells the story Jim Bowie looked around and said hey boys grab that cock cross that line huh, I ain't going anywhere there is a cause ah little did they know that they would be the inspiration mmm I don't know if you're supposed to feel the Holy Ghost telling a history story or not, but oh, the the commitment is there, folks. Hallelujah. They all lost their life. But oh, just a little while later, there is a monument standing outside of Houston, Texas, San Jacinto. Oh, hey, this is our history. And while I'm on it, young people, you better fall in love with Pentecostal history. I'll add to that. You better fall in love with American history because the person that does not know their history, they don't know where they came from and they have absolutely no clue where they're going. And Sam Houston gathered his men. And while Santa Anna was having a drunken orgy, men having a good time, they charged through that encampment screaming, Now, there's blood in their eyes. We're fighting for statehood. We're fighting to be a part. We're fighting to everybody know. We know what we stand for and what we believe. Remember the Alamo, and can I tell us tonight, there ought to still be a cry from us that says, remember Calvary, remember Pentecost, remember apostolic heritage, remember the truth. Oh, we're only here because we're standing on the shoulders of men that sold everything. Oh, I'm feeling my Wheaties now. Oh, God. I told you Sunday morning, I'm going to tell you again that's why every day you wake up, you better pray for your leadership not for you to question Well, I, no you pray God whatever you do don't ever let my leadership go astray because I can take you to churches tonight I'm not trying to be negative please 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 I can take you to churches tonight that once looked just like this And I'm going to tell you how shallow don't get offended some of us are so shallow It's a generational thing. We get to thinking, I'm Pentecost, Holy Ghost fix everything. That's another lie of the devil. The Holy Ghost does not fix everything. The Holy Ghost does not live for you. It does not make up your mind for you. It helps if you're full of it. That's full of the Holy Ghost, by the way. Some people are just full of it. Holy Ghost. But that's how that's how many, many years ago. And I'm, again, I'm not being ugly. I'm just telling you, some of these young people have never heard stories like this. This is the, tr- this is the other side. We can talk about the hype. Whoa! everybody's getting the Holy Ghost. woo That's how easy it, young people. If you don't get this for yourself, we don't have preacher religion. You don't get this for yourself. That's how a man can walk to a pulpit. You hear me? It's a true story. And say, God told me today. took a pair of scissors and cut his wife's hair right there in front of the whole church they're apostate today they're gone and I'm sorry to tell you bust your little bubble we can argue after church if you want to Brother Samson and I was talking about that lunch today we always hear this statement there's no such thing as holiness people only holiness preachers I totally disagree there's a lot of truth to that but if that's the case, every time a man went crazy, that means everybody would go And That's not the case. There have been people, I know of a situation where a group of people have twice watched their pastor go completely charismatic. One of them, the church is not even in existence today. Elder and Sister Sampson know exactly who I'm talking about. I'm talking about old school. I ain't talking about wishy-washy. I'm talking about his daddy was old school. But somewhere he didn't get it. He said through the camp meetings and the conferences and well brother, "Hey, hey, none of us are exempt if we don't sell out and buy in. Because the pressure is turning up, it's getting hotter in the kitchen day by day because there's too many places and we see it all over on social media that's letting down and they're compromising. Hey, he said it, I believe it, God's gonna have a church. You better make sure you're in the church. Pentecost, you hear this preacher. Pentecost the name has never saved one person.. I told you I was going to hurry. I'm, I'm finishing. When you really won't, what you say so much so often I like what I feel, I like what I feel, I like, and I'm, we're glad you come and you count the cost, but you understand you better count the cost to the dotting of the I and the crossing of the T, because your commitment's going to be tested. Your lifestyle is going to be tested. That's why Jesus said, lay not up for yourself treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But let for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Hallelujah. To close with this parable. Sell out to buy-in. Let me just real quickly deal with one more thing. I'm an evangelist. I don't go anywhere. Very few places do I preach by observation. A pastor can do that and evangelists get in trouble really quick. Church looks good. But maybe you're new here tonight. My God, who gives that preacher a right to crawl lines? You get hired by McDonald's tomorrow, walk in there with a Burger King uniform and see what happens. Common sense. Get a job at Lowe's. Walk in with a Home Depot uniform. I'm ready. Not. What's the big deal, preacher? I mean, come on. Here or here? Obedience. (laughs) Obedience is better than sacrifice. And the spirit of rebellion as, as witchcraft. Here we go, men. You ready? Common sense. Well, we got Bible for this. It's an abomination for a woman to wear that which pertained to a man. You ready? You ready? To me, this is so simple. I know I'm in the, I'm, I've been raised in church all my life, uh, but I've got a carnal bone in my body or two. I'm not perfect. I'm a man. God made us men all the same way. If they would stop and think. You ready? Just stop and think way some of their women their wives walk out of the house and another man looks blah, blah, blah. why'd you walk out in skin tight clothes and plunging necklines showing everything God gave her that doesn't compute it's that simple God's people is a holy people because he's holy he doesn't want His flesh steel, stinks in the nostrils of God and when we parade it we're walking down the wrong road. And again, you ready? This may blow some of your mind. There's going to be people in heaven with short sleeves. Not immodest, there's a difference. And the reason we drew a line here, because here, a lot of places, it's here, and it's here. Then it's none. And when a lady says, I'm not being perverted, I'm trying, this is just common sense, folks, that you'd stop and think. And a woman raises her hands and you can see them stand to bear Sheba. I've been in churches right here praying for people that I've had to go, Hey, Jesus. You pervert, no, I'm a human. I'm a human. You are too. That's why. We're not getting rid of it. You can do what you want to. But it's right there. Constantly. Look, look, look. Go to that page. Yeah, yeah. And if you're not sold out to the world and bought in with Jesus, you hear me? There are marriages that have been destroyed by pornography. We've gotten eight, nine, ten year old boys in Pentecost addicted to pornography. Gaming. You gotta see the ratings on some of those games. I'm not preaching against well oh yeah, I preach against pornography, of course, but I am not preaching against game, but they spend hours in their mind and say, And they come to church to Sunday school. What's Sunday school? Uh huh. And so many parents are sitting back, Well, that's my little Johnny and Susie. I, oh, I've heard this elder, you probably have too. I don't want them to have it as tough as I had it. Shame on you. It's not tough, it's truth. Stand tonight. I said it's true. And if you want freedom, you pay the price for freedom. There's been a lot of blood shed on American soil and around the world that you and I could even be here right now. And we're selling that down the river. And we're compromising with men and women around this world that have been enemies of our country for generations. For acceptance, for image, guess what? That same spirit's in the apostolic church tonight. And do not be deceived. The Bible, there's a reason the Bible said try the spirits. Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a treasure hidden in a field, the which when a man found, you got to look for it, you got to search for it, it's there. He hideth, protecting it for joy. He goeth and he sell all that he hath, and he buys the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who, when he had found one pearl of great price, there's one truth, there's one word, there's one God, he went and sold all that he had and he bought it. Truth still marching on tonight. I cannot tell you. God, I only stand before you. I don't want a bad attitude and spirit. I, I, Sister Samson... I get so upset sometimes the meetings of every genre in Pentecost that I've been to and I've evangelized and I've I've preached in a lot of different places I'm not putting anybody in hell, I'm not condemning anybody but I'm just telling you, and I I am not a great preacher I'm not an orator, I don't have much talent and ability you just don't hear preaching like this anymore in so many places on the flip side of that, I'll tell you the other side of that story I also don't want everything you do you sneeze wrong, you're going to hell, that's not God either It's that balance, and that's where we are here. Everybody wants to be over here. Everybody wants to be over here. We're supposed to all be really right here. Storm's coming. There's ditches on both sides of the road. Well, I don't know if this is what you wanted Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night for. Sell out, sell out, buy in. Naboth, I want that vineyard. You dirty Ahab and Jezebel, I know who you hen-pecked man. I know who's pushing you. Nobody stirred up Ahab like Jezebel did. And the spirit I preached, I haven't preached in a while. Now that I think about it, but I was pre- this is the last story I promise. Preaching in a church, somewhere between here and there, the North and the South Pole. Sister Sampson, I started noticing a particular woman and her reaction when I would preach. Didn't say anything. Pastor and I didn't talk. God wakes me up one night in my home, two or three o'clock in the morning. And all that went across my mind was the spirit of Jezebel. Boy, begin to. Thought I was going to preach it the next night, and there were some guests there, and I couldn't feel that release. And I preached on the gospel in Acts 238. Well, that lady that night, and please, you sisters that have sung such I'm not, but she was, she was their song leader. Just nonchalant, no anointed, boom. Well, that night, that night that I preached the gospel. I noticed she wasn't there no more. Come to find out, she left. She didn't like some. She just led some service and left. Wednesday night rose around, or Wednesday morning. God woke me up again. Boy, I felt it strong. I get up that night and preach. Little did I know. You talk about the spirit of Jezebel. You know what the spirit of Jezebel ultimately is—to kill the preacher. And Jezebel could never get Ahab to do what in one. Again, moment of drunken orgy. Herodias had the same spirit, and she got Herod. You hear me? That that team up there, they're your best friends. Uh Uh-huh. Not a preacher somewhere else. Not your favorite event. No, no, no. That team right there. Oh, that's great preaching, John. Man, I, I, I'm changing some things. It's in the Bible. History tells us he would go down in the dungeon. He was convicted enough to listen to John. But their Bible says, I preach a message entitled when a convenient season comes. Because the devil's just sitting back waiting for that carnal moment. And when he, Can you imagine the thoughts that went through his mind when the lifeless eyes, the head of the preacher is looking. You want to talk about stone cold sober? It happened, my friend, but it was too late. You know why it was too late? Because just a little while later, the greatest preacher to ever live is standing before the same man. Hey, Jesus, I heard a lot about you. I don't want to hear you preach. Work a miracle. Jesus never opened his mouth because he had already sent the preacher to him and he killed him. And that family, that, that night after that night, they stayed a little bit longer but they left and when they left a few others left and I'm, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm just telling you the story. She was eat up. She, she ran so much stuff there was sexual perversion from in that family. Because again it goes back to Sunday morning when daddy's not doing his job the spirit of Jezebel rises up. Lord have mercy I've shotgunned it tonight. Are you really sold out? By the truth, sell it not, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you. And to stand before God on judgment day, if this, it's not because it's me, but if this is the only message you ever hear, all God's going to have to do is go through His spiritual iPad. Hey, I recall you were in that search. What was your response? And all the excuses are going to flow. Folks, judgment day is coming. There is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. It's not a Hollywood movie. It's not Mother Goose nursery rhymes. It's not Aesop's fables. It's reality. God's looking for a response tonight. Take up your cross.